Hello and welcome to episode 42 of the Own the Moment podcasts. And my name is not TJ Lasik. We have a really, really special episode of the podcast. It is producer Coop, and I will be sitting in the host chair tonight. Um, and joined with me is none other than my co-host, uh, the man who I typically am on the shows with. It is Mr. John Bachman. Bach, how's it going tonight? It's good. It's good. I wore my, you know, my Ohio State shirt in honor of Mike Conley's amazing series. So, you know, I'm sure lots of Buckeyes out there listening throw some love. And uh, otherwise, you know, I'm just glad that we get to you know, really, really show Justin and TJ how a show should be done. Wow. Set the bar very, very, very high, Bob. Honestly, uh, honestly, I'm just hoping we don't get fired after tonight. <laughs> Tr- truly just looking to stay employed. Uh, OTMNFT.com. <laughs> Um, love, love you jumping right in with the OSU, uh, shirt that you've got on TJ and I, obviously Penn state grads. So we have a little bit of the Penn state, Ohio state rivalry intercompany. It's, it's fantastic. Um, and, and yeah, Justin's we have a, a big Buckeye fan too. So Justin's a fan of every team. That's good. Imagine well, that obviously. <laughs> born in Cleveland, Cleveland fan. Now LeBron's a Laker. Who knows what he's really a fan of at the end of the day, Tampa Bay Rays down in Tampa, Winning Stanley Cups, winning, winning, winning MLB championships, winning and Super Bowls. Bowls, yeah, yeah, winning it all. Imagine trying to beat the Herzog Bot in anything. Um, yeah, t- tonight we have a, a fantastic show set up and planned. I think we'll keep it um, pretty casual. We will not try to live up to the typical Wednesday strategy show where the Herzog bot brings up all of the analysis across the top shot marketplace. We will certainly hit on a few things top shot. I think the big goal of the show, big portion of the show tonight is we want to touch on playoffs. We want to hit on what is happening with the playoffs. What does the first round look like? What are some of the things, uh, the expected things that we thought would happen that are happening? And what are some of the unexpected things? I think a lot of series are tight um yeah. for, for for the first round and I, I think that's pretty fun we got two pretty close games last i checked uh going on right now um i'm looking for my knicks to to be able to pull out a win to for to force a, a a game six uh so so we'll see it we'll see if that's able to happen um but yeah bach what what are your thoughts so far on playoffs and and what are some of the key takeaways that you've got from the past week plus of games yeah, I mean, I just love NBA playoff time. It's always been one of my favorites. Back in the day, we used to go to Vegas for the playoffs. Like, you know, everyone else goes for March Madness, you know, have fun. We would go for NBA playoffs and just sit at a sports book for you know, eight hours or 10 hours or 12 hours of watching first round games all day. Um, I, I mean, I think it's been pretty good. You've had some, uh, some of the expected sweeps. I think the big story to me has been injury, honestly. And, you know, we can touch on it as we get into some of the series, but Obviously, the AD injury changes the course of the playoffs for everyone. The Embiid injury looks minor, but you know you never know and could change the course of the playoffs for certainly the Eastern Conference. So, um, you know, a couple of big name injuries, and you always expect something. But uh, that that I think has been the overarching theme. And then you know, uh, and then the Mavericks uh, just you know shocking the world and then coming back to earth quickly. So. Yeah, that series. I actually, when I was when I was typing up and doing a little bit of research, I haven't watched a ton of of Dallas Clippers, and I, I knew Dallas was up 2-0. I, I knew the Clippers came back to two, but it's seemingly flying under the radar, and it's probably you know going to set up as one of the the better finishes here as as we as we go through the next week or so. Um, so, so we'll see how that goes. But um, shout out to to the chat too. Already got some good comments over here in the chat. I see I see some of the regulars as well. Ari Superstar, Corey. Kelly HPO4. We're going to fire off um, the wheel as well. And we're going to give away some moments. Bach and I also have a few packs to rip. So we'll probably give away a few moments from that, from those packs uh, in some way, shape or form. Um, so we're going to, we're going to do some wheel spinning. We're going to rip some packs. Um, but yeah, let, let's just jump right into playoff analysis. So, you know, let's, you want to start, you want to start Easter, Easter West, Bach. Let's start. Uh, let's start West. All right, let's start west. It's a, it's a little crazier over there in the west. So we'll start one eight Utah Memphis um, game. I think game five is tonight, right? That's right. Yeah, yep. yeah. I think, yeah. Game five tonight. Yeah, game five. Three one. It's, it's three one Utah. Um, I, I I was watching a good bit of these these last couple of games uh, for anyone that followed the the podcast um, on Monday. Uh, the Herzog bot on. 
was it two? It was two games ago. He, he was like, there's no way the Jazz lose this. Bet it all on the money line. Him, TJ, and I all had Utah. Uh, and, and we were fortunate enough to, to sneak that one out in the last couple of minutes. I think they went on like a 10-2 run in the last yeah. two minutes to win that one. So, so it was pretty fun. <laughs> um, my, my takeaway from, from this series has been, man, Rudy Gobert is really, really, really good on defense. Like his arms are insanely long and he's got some crazy blocks. Um, but, but the people want to hear from Bach, the people want to hear from, from the guy who's really grinding the tape. So, so tell us, uh, what do you think about this series so far? Yeah. I mean, you know, Memphis, uh, Memphis has looked better than I expected. They obviously took game one. Donovan Mitchell didn't play. Um, you know, that's kind of a fluke. They're going to get swept in games. Mitchell plays, but uh, this is a Memphis team that I didn't think was going to make the playoffs. I didn't think they could beat Golden State in a one game. Um, and I didn't think that they would you know, really put up much of a fight against Utah. And I mean, it, you know, it's the NBA. Everyone's got to run. That's what they say. Jaw has looked really good, like really good all series. Um, and so, hold on. Let me, let me stop you. Let me stop you. How yeah. big is Jaw? Like, cause he's, he's not, insane. Like, yeah, he's, he's insane. He just gets to places say, really quickly. Yeah, I'm gonna pull it up real quick. I want to say he's like six two, maybe. Okay, that's what I was thinking too. He he seemed like he is okay. Yeah, plays way bigger than he actually is because he looks pretty small. But man, he gets to the paint, you know, better than most players that I've seen at the end of the day, and he's just insane. Like it seems he like fly. he can score at will. Yeah, he can fly. He can, can jump out of the gym. So yeah, I mean, I think like that Memphis team is going to be good for a long time. They've got a lot of young players, a, a lot of young talented players. I don't think Jonas Valanciunas is like the long-term answer at center for a real contender. And, you know, they've got some moves to make, but I think that to me has been, you know, on the Memphis side, just more fight than I anticipated, um, which is fun to see. Memphis has always been a fun team. And then um, on the Utah side, like, you know, they're just, they're just so deep and they can beat you in so many ways. They're really good offensively. They're great defensively anchored by Gobert. Like you said, I mean, you just, you know, you think he's on the other side of the court and all of a sudden the shots getting stuffed down someone's throat. Like, I don't understand what, where he comes from. Um, and, uh, you know, Donovan Mitchell's a great scorer. Conley playing like he is right now, averaging 20 and 10 through the first four. Like he's, you know, he's probably been, you know, the MVP of their series so far. Um, and I, I think it's just, you know, they're going to be, and then their, their bench is so deep. Ingles and Bogdanovich, well, Bogdanovich starts, but they're, they're kind of ancillary guys. Ingles, Bogdanovich, Clarkson are so deep that they're going to be really tough to beat um, regardless. Uh, weirdly, they've only played 10 guys in the entire playoffs. And most teams have gone 12, 13, 14 deep. And, uh, and they've only played 10 guys with one of them getting like 10 minutes in the playoffs. So I do worry a little bit, like, uh, you know, get how much run they're going to have. But if, if they win in five and, you know, Denver and Portland certainly going to go to six at least and, and you know, possibly, quite possibly seven, um, they should be all right. Yeah, it, and, and shout, shout out to the Memphis crowd too. I think uh, the home games there were something that that they were really looking forward to. It seemed like, um, and to your point about Utah being deep, you know, maybe last point on this one because I know we got a bunch of series to move through. But it did seem like whatever Memphis did that was really really good. Uh, Utah did something better, just a lot easier. At the end of the day, they just always had the lead or always kept the game close. Memphis was going on a run, and then you you think they're up ten, but they're only up two. Um, and so it just always always seemed like uh, Utah. Utah had the upper hand so we'll see we'll see what happens yeah. tonight it should it should be a good one yeah the west um, will be super interesting yeah yeah definitely all right so let's go clippers math so keep me keep me informed here two two and, and i think yeah. luca last i checked was was a little bit hurt is he a little bit banged up yeah, is that he, right he's definitely hobbled i mean he's putting up numbers like he's not but certainly the efficiency has gone down and game three was still kind of largely competitive game four was a bit of a blowout um it's crazy that they stole the first two on the road and then lost two in a row at home. Dallas generally has a, you know, a pretty good home court advantage, um, pretty good crowd there. So losing two at home, if they could have stolen one, they'd be big favorites in this series as it is. I'm, I haven't checked the odds recently, but I'm, I'm certain the Clippers are, have swung back to favorites. Um, and ironically, like Serge Ibaka hasn't played in any of the two games that they've won. So that'll be interesting to see what that means for Serge going forward, um, you know, his role, at least in this series. But yeah, I mean, the Clippers just look lost. I mean, for a team that you expected to be elite defensively, Dallas was scoring at will on them. And then, you know, they kind of figured it out in game game three. And offensively, they've been surprisingly efficient, despite the fact that it really hasn't been anyone but, you know, Kawhi and 
Paul George. Yeah, I was going to say, it seemed like Kawhi really stepped up to the plate yeah. game three, game four, uh, became the superstar that everyone knows the, that he can be and ultimately just sort of took over at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, in my mind, absolutely the most underrated like superstar in the league. You just forget about him for forever, and then you watch him put up 35 points a game, you know, carrying, a, again, a not like super deep Clippers team to, you know, be, I think at this point, they're nominally the favorites in the West. Although, like I said, the West is super tight. There's, you know, everyone has has warts right now. Yeah, definitely. And I think super underrated on Top Shot, too. It's not the first time or we aren't the first two people to, to say that. I've heard plenty of people say that. I think Justin's even said that in some of the other earlier shows. I think he's just generally a guy that goes about his business, doesn't doesn't do too much. And, you know, he's not going to be, you know, kind of the, the person that's out there in, in front of the headlines or anything like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, so, so there's a, f- a few good memes out there, I guess, that are uh, that are made from him. But at the end of the day, I don't know that he's uh, re- really cares too much about that kind of stuff and really just plays basketball at an extremely high level. Yeah. It'll, it'll be interesting to see how, you know, how much Dallas, like, you know, can, can Dallas do anything? Um, you know, that, that'll obviously be a super tough game in LA. They've won twice there. So, you know, if they go down three, two, going back home, it's going to look, it's going to look bleak, but if they go back home up three, two, you know, they're going to feel like they're in, unbelievable position to advance in a series that no one really gave him a chance in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, anytime it's two, two, I feel like you just got to win, win one game and then you got a chance to, to ultimately win, win, win a last one and win a series. Uh, who, who knows, who knows anything can change there. Um, all right, Denver, Portland. I mean, what a game last night. What a game. Um, as someone who and, and everyone here is, who's listened to the show knows, not wasn't a huge NBA guy before, but man, I've always loved Dame uh, for some strange reason. It just like his game is just awesome to watch. And that three pointer that he hit to force it to go to double overtime was just one of the most absurd plays ever. So to break down the series, I'm still in shock from last night. Yeah, I mean, we could break down the series. We could just talk about the last like 25 <laughs> minutes of last night and it's basically the same thing. I mean, it's just been, you know, Dame last night was unreal. 55 points, 12 threes, um, tied it with a few seconds left on an unreal step back to send it to overtime. Same thing in, in you know, to send it to double overtime. Um, I think it was double overtime that he hit like a, a, a like a deep bank three. off the bank. Yeah, yeah, it was double OT. Yeah, it was double OT. And, I think you know, they were down. They were down a bunch. I think at that point, and that sort of gave him a little bit of life. I guess. Yeah, yeah, and and I mean, ultimately ended up you know um, kind of you know running out of bullets. They had a couple untimely turnovers, but um, but yeah, I mean, they were just uh, Damian Lillard was so much fun to watch. And that game's going back to Portland. You know, I'm I'm imagining they're going to be favorites in Game Six. Um, you know, I think the big thing for me in this series is like the health of Denver's secondary guys because, you know, Jamal's obviously out for the season uh, and Jokic has been up and down. I mean, they've really committed to doubling Jokic and forcing him into tough passes out of the post. And, um, and, and you know, the, the guys around him haven't always stepped up and hit those shots. And so, you know, the games they've won, you've got, you know, you had a, a huge game from Austin Rivers. You had a huge game last night from Monty Morris. I see Kramer mentioning that in the chat. And, you know, that was kind of the first time they'd played Monty huge minutes at the expense of uh, Facundo Campazzo. Um, but, you know, Will Barton and or P.J. Dozier coming back in this series, I think, gives them a huge boost. And certainly, you know, if they want to have any prayer against a, a defensive team like um, like Utah, they, they're going to need another score. Yeah, and I think MPJ had a heck of a game last night too for yeah. for his standards, right? I think he had like twenty six or twenty seven points. Yeah, he he had a great game after you know an absolute like dud in game four. So yeah. you know they they've just been I think you know they've been super hit or miss up around Jokic and they just really need someone else to step up and getting Will Barton back, which um, you know I, I haven't checked any news this evening to see if, if he's looking likely for game six, but. Uh, getting Will Barton back or even P.J. Dozier back, I think would be a, you know a huge step in that direction. Yeah, definitely. Minutes are going to be a big thing coming down the stretch, like especially in the West. I feel like there's going to be you know tougher and tougher series as we as we move forward. And if you're you're having to play almost every minute, it's going to be it's going to be tough on some of these superstars. So we'll see what happens. All yeah, right, I mean, you could see last night. You could see Jokic sucking air running <laughs> up the court in double OT, and then he hits like a, a deep three with some guy in his face. So. 
Shout out Team Hold and, and Zakari. And I was listening to his show today, and he had a great tweet about the fact that Jokic just always looks like he has a cold. He like he's like a, a walking Mucinex commercial. Which I was <laughs> cracking up laughing because I watched a little bit of the end of that game, and man, it did seem like that. It seemed like he was just under the weather, so I was cracking up. Uh, shout out to those guys. Um, all right, so let's move on to the dud that was the the Lakers versus the Valley, the the Suns, man. Um, yeah, I mean the Lakers are just a two man show, and and one of those two men is 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 sick and in in street clothes or is hurt and in street clothes, so not not much hope for for LeBron. And and man, LeBron just looked super disinterested last night. I don't know if it was teammates or what it was, but he just looked super disinterested. But yeah, break it, break it down on the, on the Phoenix side of the ball. It seems like they're uh, a, a really, really, really good team kind of from, from CP three or from Chris Paul outward. Yeah. I think, you know, Paul's health will be huge for them going forward. If they, if they get out of the series and obviously, like you said, it, it's a two man show without, without a D, you know, they're not going to advance. It's just not going to happen. Um, I think, uh, if AD comes back, they have a chance. But the Suns, I think it really hinges around Chris Paul's health. Cameron Payne has played really well with him hurt. Um, you know, are you really arguably been their kind of third or fourth best player in this series after not doing a whole lot this uh, during the regular season, spelling him. And, you know, Jay Crowder has, has had good moments. I mean, I think the Suns are just one of those teams where they've got a lot of guys off the bench who could come in the game and hurt you. And you never know who it's going to be on what night. But, you know, you know, Booker and Paul are going to be good. You know, Aiton's going to, you know, do okay. You know, Crowder and Bridges are going to be tough defensively. And then you've got some guys behind them who can, who can come in and give you some good minutes. So yeah, I think the Suns, I was, I was surprised when they, the initial lines in this were like plus 240 and they very quickly moved to plus 120. You know, that feels fair. Um, they won game one, Paul got hurt. You know, they lost a couple, but if 80s, if 80s out, it's, it's over. Yeah, I think it's a it's a it's a tough road to hoe without AD. So we'll see if he's able to uh, to get back to get back in the game and and see what happens. And shout out to chat, really good chat comments out there. Jonathan with the I'm turning my hat around backwards to join the fun. <laughs> uh, like the stream, Rubio four for life doing doing God's work. Yes, like the stream. Uh, give us give us some likes. We we need to stay employed as uh, as our, as our as our co-founders watch this late in the evening tonight. Yeah, they're going to be up after five minutes. Yeah, I mean, in- interesting to, to to see that from from him, but you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, so so, Bach, keep me honest on in the West. So if if we think Utah Clippers, who knows between Denver, Portland, and then the the Suns win, how does the the second round work? Is it automatically Utah versus Clippers or or Mavs, or is it low low seed? Yeah, it, it would be in, in that scenario, it would be Suns Clippers and it would be um, it would be Utah versus Portland or Denver, um, okay. which, I, you know, I think both would be great series. Uh, Utah would definitely be the happiest out of that draw. Um, yeah. You know, playing uh, uh, teams that are, are going to be probably less well rested than they are and you know, just less good on paper. So. Yeah, and and could could go seven at the end of the day. I guess I, I guess that that'll be a big thing. So we'll, we'll see yeah. what happens. All right, so let's let's bounce over to the east, where I think injury is the the biggest topic of the day. We'll we'll, we'll break it down. Billy Washington. The game's going on right now. No, I have the score have it up right, right here. Eighty nine, eighty three, Sixers. Okay, so Sixers Sixers look like they've got what was it late third, mid middle third. Yeah. Yeah, late third, 89-85 now, late third. Okay. So close game. And, I mean, the line on this one was still Philly by six. I was a little surprised by that. Um, yeah, me too. I, I I fired the Knicks bet, and I was going to fire Philly too, but I was like, oh, six without Embiid is, was way too many points to be getting. That's what I thought. Um, but, you know, Vegas knows what they're doing, I guess. But, yeah, I mean, you know, I, like obviously TJ's a big, uh, a big Sixers fan, so I felt for him with the Embiid injury. Um you know, they, they certainly should beat the Wizards in this series, even if he doesn't play again, whether that's in four games or five games or whatever. Um, but uh, the, you know, at the end of the day, um, they're going to need Embiid if they're going to do anything in, you know, in the playoffs. Like, could they beat the Hawks, who they look likely, or potentially the Knicks, if the Knicks can, can turn it around without Embiid, maybe. Um, but they're certainly not going to beat Brooklyn or Milwaukee without Embiid. All, all indications, everything we're hearing is that the NBA injury is minor, but you know, I, I, it's gonna it's gonna 
determine a lot for the playoffs. Yeah, I saw today they said they expect it to be not a major injury and not not long term. I think the the, the follow up question instantly is how do you define long term? <laughs> right. right? It's like is it a, a week injury? Is it a month injury? I would say even a month is not considered long term, but that that's a lot a lot of the rest of the playoffs. And and yeah, I think they're just a team that goes as as Embiid goes. It seems like most everything runs through him. Uh, so without without him, it's pretty much a a, t- a tough road, especially staring down the the barrel of a of a Brooklyn or or the Bucks, and and we'll, and we'll certainly get there. Um, so it looks like looks like uh, they may be able to wrap it up tonight. We'll see. Um, all right, so my Knicks versus versus the Hawks tonight. Tonight's a big one. Um, yeah. Man, I mean Julius Randle just is just absolutely stinking up the joint, just cannot seem to make a shot. I saw a tweet earlier that said uh, Julius Randle thinks he's Kobe. He set him on the bench, which is, which is certainly not, not ideal. I haven't watched too much of the game. I just saw the score, and it was relatively close. I think it's probably halftime or something like yeah, that. Yeah, five points at half right now. Right, the Hawks are waiting. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, and look, here's the other thing, and I feel for Julius Randle a little bit. Like, the Knicks just, you know, overachieved all year playing great defense. They don't have shooters around him, consistent shooters around him, right? Like when you're giving big minutes to Reggie Bullock and to Alec Burks and to, you know, I mean, Derek Rose has been great in this series and playing seven minutes a game, um, you know, but like their, their centers are Taj Gibson and no one so well. They just don't have scores. And, you know, this is the playoffs. This happens every year, right? You see guys kind of kind of dominate in the regular season because no one's focusing that much defensive energy. And then all of a sudden it's, we're going to make Julius Randle, you know, we're going to make Julius Randle make his teammates beat us. And, you know, the teammates aren't beating him. And, and certainly Julius Randle hasn't been great this series, but neither have the other guys that, that kind of are around. And I think the Knicks, the Knicks shouldn't have been there year this year. Getting the four seed was obviously a huge accomplishment. Uh, it'll be really interesting to see what they do in the off season. Uh, Tibbs has a little bit of a tendency to not rock the boat and find some some old gnarly vets to play 37 minutes a game in the playoffs, but uh, they they need some scores, right? And RJ Barrett's been fine this series, but but they need some more scores. Yeah, if you can't score the basketball, you can't win in the playoffs. Like you said, it's just a it's an elevate your game situation. Everybody's hyper aware defensively, whereas in the regular season, it's just not the case at the end of the day all the time. So. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Hope I, like I said, I, I did fire the Nick just for just for fun. Uh, home, you fired, had to do I, it, I fired right? I fired money I fired money lines. So, so yeah. we'll see. We can we can pull one out. That would be ideal. Um, yeah. All right. So Bucks and Heat. Bucks get the the revenge sweep. Anything to note other than the Bucks just crushed the series? Yeah, I mean they were like game one was super close. Middleton hit that great game winner, and then game two and three, and really game game two and three were absolute. You know, just absolute blowouts in game four was uh, close for a while and the Bucks pulled away. I mean, I think the big thing of note, Dante DiVincenzo has been starting for the Bucks all season, out for the playoffs with an ankle injury. Um, and then they had Bryn Forms come in and score like 20 plus points a game, shooting 50% from three um, to kind of fill his shoes. I think, uh, you know, on paper, the DiVincenzo injury would hurt them. But if they've got guys on the bench who can come in and shoot like that in the playoffs, like they're going to be fine. So, um, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're going to be tough, right? You know, Giannis, Middleton, Drew Holiday's been great. I know we're going to talk about him a little bit later, but um, you know they're going to be tough, and we'll see if uh, you know if Brent Forbes stays hot. Um, that's going to just add another dimension from shooting from deep, which was never Dante DiVincenzo's strength anyway. So, really, kind of opens up their offense even more. Yeah, um, I, I only watched a little bit of that first game, and then was completely box score watching the the, the next couple of games. And I, they won by like twenty five or thirty. So, well, it seems seems like after that first big shot, like you said from Middleton in game one, it was a little bit of a, a disheartening element uh, to to the Heat. So, um, but yeah, yeah, I think everyone wants to wants to know Bro- Brooklyn, Boston, obviously cleaned up, and yeah. so it looks like it's going to be. Bucks, Brooklyn, um, give us the breakdown for from the Brooklyn Boston series, other than the fact that Boston basically ran out one man, Jason Tatum, who played his heart out, but you're not going to beat guys that average between 90 and 110 points between three, three players at the end of the day as one man. Yeah. I mean, kudos to Jason Tatum, like 50 bomb to, to win a game at home for the home faithful, which is great. But yeah, yeah. I mean, especially Kemba was hurt some during that series. Brown's obviously out. Like they didn't, they didn't have a chance. And 
kind of floored they won one game given the circumstances. Um, and, you know, I mean, I think really what it just sets up is, is Brooklyn and Milwaukee. And, you know, somebody said it, I think, in the chat earlier, but that might as well be the NBA final. Maybe it was in our Discord earlier. That might as well be the NBA finals right now. I mean, certainly I think the two teams that you could argue are playing the, the best basketball at the moment. Um, and with the Lakers hurt and the Clippers struggling, like arguably the two best and Embiid hurt, arguably the two best teams in the league right now. And, uh, and they, you know, they're going to go at it in the second round. Somebody's going to come out bruised and battered to, to get to play either Philly or Atlanta. So. Yeah, it's going to be a Tyson Holyfield heavyweight fight uh, when it comes down to it. I'm pumped to to watch a little bit of a little bit of that for sure. Um, I think the big three from Brooklyn is is just they're out of this world basketball players. Someone was I remember I can't remember who it was. If it was Sports Center or um, something, some show like that. It said that they had only played. And I think you might even have mentioned about um, like ten games or something times. like that together um, yeah. beforehand. And seemingly, it just does not matter. They just can score at will whenever they want, essentially. Yeah, I mean, I was banging on the table in in Discord, and uh, you know, uh, how how can a team be this good? How can a team be this big a favorite when they played it? like 180 minutes together on the season. And that was before the last couple of games were hard and got back on the court. But I thought there's no chance that they're going to be able to, to be this good, this dominant um, when three ball dominant cards play, don't play together at all. And I mean, yeah, I, I'm, I'll take the L on that one. <laughs> yeah. It's still, it's still early. It's still early. Well, it's a, it's the first round, but man, they, they look pretty, pretty damn good. Uh, yeah. I want to revisit Corey's Corey H. I think maybe, maybe helping us a little bit here. So uh, said thought that they didn't recede. So wouldn't it be Utah clips no, versus Utah? Utah's Suns. The one seed. So Utah, Utah will play Nuggets Blazers and Clippers would play Suns. Now, if, if either the Mavs or the Lakers or the Lakers won, I think that they would continue to, I think that would still hold. I, I'm pretty sure you're right, Corey, that they don't recede. So I'm pretty sure it would still be Utah and Nuggets Blazers and then Clippers or Mavs versus Suns or Lakers. But uh, we'll, we'll double check that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll confirm. Um, but yeah, second round matchups. I think it, obviously everyone has eyes on Bucks, um, has eyes on, on Bucks versus versus Brooklyn. It, it should be fun. Um, yeah. And then the the if if any of these games, I guess go seven, right? We get Portland and um, we get Portland and Denver tomorrow, game six, and then if game yeah. seven, I guess a couple of days. So you're looking at kind of early next week, maybe mid next week to to for the second round to kick off. Somewhere around there, I presume. Yeah, um, I'm. I'm not. Uh, I don't recall. So we'll, we'll look it up. Yeah, we'll, we'll check that. All right. Um, so gives us gives a little breakdown of the playoffs. We, we thought we would do a little bit of a, a fun segment. Um, we'll, we'll call it hot or not with Bach. Um, and so what we wanted to do, uh, we, we picked a, a couple of, a couple of players who um, wanted to say hot or not. And I think both from a Bach will give a little bit of a, an MBA analysis. And we wanted to take a look at um, you know, what's happening from a top shop market perspective. Um, if you guys have been listening to the show uh, for the underdog pick em, I, I picked Tatum one of the weeks right before he had the, the 50 pointer and his top shot debut debut did nothing but go down. I see Ari superstar here saying I've been buying the Bryn Forbes top shot debut for like four or five bucks. Um, so yeah, I think there's playoff implications. We saw Dame's moments um, been interesting to see Dame's moments. I think his S two moments all um, ha- had a, a, a pretty high rise after uh, last night's performance, but some of his S one stuff had went down. So to kick off the hot or not segment, We'll uh, we'll start it off with Mr. Damian Lillard, <laughs> hot or not? Spoiler alert. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like he's he's been unreal in that series, and um, yeah, we'll continue to uh, to to try to carry Portland. Uh, yeah, I, I was I was kind of looking at some of the the site yesterday and seeing that um, you know, the 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 uh, looking at the site yesterday, seeing seeing some of his moments were increasing in price after the after the bomb. I mean, you know, it's so tough right now with just the overall state of the market where you see stuff kind of move a little bit, but um, in general, and I saw Osimo had a tweet about this, you know, a couple of days ago, like market trends are really just dictating what's happening with anything. And most of this stuff is moving with the market right now, as opposed to differentially from it. Uh, you know, we're still out here trying to find, find edges and, you know, Dame moving a little bit with that, with that, you know, 
unbelievable series. I think uh, I think it, it definitely, um, you know, he goes off again. I think you're going to see some more movement. Like, n- not that there's a ton of basketball fans who don't know about Damian Lillard, but I don't know that he's, you know, somebody that everyone rattles off quickly as best players in the NBA. And he's certainly trying his best to get on that, that short list right now. Yeah, I was uh, doing my best here on my second screen to try to bring up otmnft.com. Unfortunately, the uh, the old computer doesn't want to stream and bring that up and load his moments. But I did look pre-show, um, and, like, and like I said, his S2 moments all mostly were up between you know 10 and 30%. And then I, I, his S1 was a little bit down, I think, actually, which you – know, coincides with similarly to the Tatum uh, moment, you know, people might be trying to sell high um, and you're seeing some people trying to get out of, you know, a a moment that uh, they've been holding for, for some time. So um, uh, that, that ultimately looks like uh, some of the S twos are some of the better buys where we're seeing a little bit of that uptick or where people went uh, when they went to the marketplace to try to find uh, Damian Lillard last night. All right. So hot or not. um, Let me circle back. Corey's right. I was, I was wrong earlier. I, forgot the Clippers and Mavs were the four and five, not the three and six seed. So Corey's right. It would be Utah Clippers in that scenario. And then it would be, okay. uh, it would be Suns and either Nuggets or Blazers. So, okay. Right. Thanks Shout Corey for keeping me honest, keeping us honest, keeping us honest and keeping us on our toes. I like that. Um, all right. Um, so hot or not number two, um, you know, arguably the team that's playing the best basketball, Mr. James Harden, but is he hot or, or not? I mean, yeah, like I don't know why we're asking this question. Um, I mean, yeah, hit especially just watching like him dominate every facet of the game, uh, getting getting a ton of boards. I mean, DeAndre Jordan basically didn't play in this series. You know, they're clearly trying to go. Um, they're, they're clearly trying to go go small with Harden and uh, and Durant playing kind of up in size and you know just figuring it out with Kyrie and Joe Harris and Blake rounding it out and you know. Shove, shove some other guys in there, but, um, but yeah, he's just been doing everything for them, uh, passing, scoring, rebounding. Um, he's been awesome. And, and again, you know, another guy who I think, you know, it, it's kind of a weird, it's kind of a weird thing, right? Like in the, you know, in the summer of cop shot, or I guess the spring of cop shot for the most part, he hasn't been, you know, much of a, um, he hasn't been much of a, much of a factor this year between, you know, Houston and then, uh, you know, between his time in Houston at the beginning of the year and the trade demands and then the injuries, like we really haven't seen James Harden going off while top shot has been a thing. And I am really curious to see how much like that's impacting his value. Clearly everyone who knows the NBA knows who James Harden, James Harden is, but we're, we've not gotten to see him, you know, really go off in the national spotlight. Like we have some of these other guys yet. And so it'll be interesting to see what that does to to his moments. I'm looking at I have uh, OTM up right now, and you know he's he's seen quite a bit of rise over the last uh, over the last 24 hours, um, which doesn't really coincide with any particular great game, but you know the the win and the series win. Yeah, and I think that Harden. I was actually just trying to to get it to load um, a little bit dissimilar, actually, to to Dame, where we're seeing, and it could just be the the equilibrium of the moments between Series One and Series Two. Um, it looks like Harden has a few Series One moments that it really dipped, and we're starting to see a little bit of uh, an uptick in those Series One moments. So, so I think Paul, one it could be also people saying, "Hey, Brooklyn is going to win this all." Uh, really want to have some, a hard in while we while we've seen the market continue to to decline. I'm going to start picking that up, and it seems like a lot of people may have that idea because agree his um, first round uh, of the block um, between both the base set and the first round moment is up. Uh, looks like 20 ish percent, and he's got a base set S1 three pointer out of 1,012. That looks like that's up. Uh, almost 10% or 12% 24 hours. So yeah, his S one's seemingly uh, getting a little bit of a, of a, of a bump. Uh, and maybe that's because people expect Brooklyn to, to make a pretty deep run here. All right. This next one, I, I actually don't, don't know much uh, about this player, um, but, but we wanted to make sure that we obviously had someone from the bucks, uh, hot or not, Mr. Drew holiday. Yeah. 
And uh, and Drew's been great. I'm going to pull him up while we're uh, while we're talking. You know, another guy who I think generally just flies under. Uh, I should learn how to spell. Uh, another guy who I think just kind of flies under the radar. Um, you know, he, he not seen a lot of movement in, in his moments. And again, nothing that really the Bucks have done over the past um, past couple of days. But he's been a guy who has been just really good for um, for Milwaukee. You know, Middleton's always been kind of the second guy on that team. Um, but I think Drew, especially in the playoffs, has been uh, – I think Drew, especially in the playoffs, has, has kind of taken over that mantle as, like, the second playmaker and the second – you know, the second most important guy on that team. He's great defensively. Uh, he's he's a leader. His personal story is kind of unreal. Um, so, you know, I think he's won – if they beat Brooklyn, it's going to be because Drew Holiday did a lot of really special things guarding Kyrie, guarding James Harden. Um, and, you know, they're going to have uh, – he's, he's going to get a lot of notoriety that he doesn't get on a daily basis if, if they're able to pull off the upset there. Yeah, definitely someone that I'm looking forward to to watching after talking with you a little bit pre-show. I think that's someone whose name that I knew, um, but not much about his game. And so it sounds like he's going to be a pretty big cog in this Brooklyn versus Bucks series. So uh, definitely going to keep an eye on his moments uh, when it comes down to uh, how it equates to, to some of his plays. Um, and I think that's another big piece of this, right? We we heard a lot of people in the industry talking about are we are we selling uh, now thinking that everyone might be selling postseason uh, or right, right as soon as the playoffs ends. Um, I, I think, you know, thinking about what moments you actually want to hold on to is, is a good way to think about where to start some of the purchases right now. Uh, I think we, we've dipped down. We, we may dip a little bit further, but I think if you're looking at, you know, longer term purchases, that's something I have my eye on is trying to figure out, you know, and sort through where do I have dapper? How do I want to uh, expend that dapper as we approach the end of the playoffs uh, and as we approach the off season? Because I think you're you're going to be able to find some some values out there um, based on the past and based on where things are with this market. It's just about how early do you want to get in to make sure you have that part of your portfolio or not. Yeah, I completely agree, and I think that's that's a great point. Like, how early do you want to get in? Right? You you look at a guy like you know, like Drew Holiday or uh, like Bryn Forbes that we were talking about earlier, kind of I'm flying under the radar for different different reasons. And you kind of say, all right, let me, you know, if I can get into this now and he, you know, and Milwaukee's able to upset Brooklyn, they're going to be, you know, at least even money, I think, against against Philly if they're able to do that. Um, they're definitely going to be able to, you know, he's going to be someone whose name kind of grows exponentially among kind of more casual fans now. You know, obviously, you're taking a risk there, and maybe you'd be able to buy him cheaper in the off season if he kind of doesn't do a whole lot right now. But I definitely think that there's, um, I think that there's definitely an opportunity to, you know, to identify a couple of guys that you think have kind of some of that disproportionate upside and and buy in uh, to them now. Yeah, makes total sense, Corey. I think we're seeing a lot of people doing this too. I know that's something I'm trying to figure out as well. You know, think about collector score versus where they're going to have that collector score be for the legendary drops, um, and then make sure we've got, you know, some access to some dapper uh, at least uh, to to minimize the cost of that one k for the hollow drop. Um, and then yeah, Ari Superstar saw some the comments around the Drew MGLE for eleven hundred. Now it's at eighty eight. You're holding the bag. Uh, some good advice, I think. <laughs> trying to think about cost basis is, is important. There, um, you bought it for a reason in the in the beginning. Uh, having more of one, uh, a couple of one moment is, is something that um, I've taken away as a lesson out of this because it's hard to move. For me specifically, I had you know, basically paralysis by analysis on selling moments. Cause I didn't want to move out of, you know, some of the moments I had, if you have one or two or two or three of them, uh, a little bit easier to move out of them if you are looking to hold longer term. So uh, nothing like being able to do that. Plus as Mike's fan says, cut your cost basis on, on in almost half, unfortunately. All right, let's move on to number four on the list. And, and I think the, the, the chat might catch on to us, Bach. They are, Hot or not, but there's not much not in this list. Uh, DeAndre it's the Ayton. playoffs, man. We got to we got to talk about the guys who are showing out in the playoffs. 
Exactly. Exactly. Um, and, and shout out the Suns jerseys and like the the, the Valley. I, I freaking love that. It looks it just looks awesome. I think it's such a cool uh, a, a cool display of art. Uh, I think that jersey is pretty sweet. Um, but yeah, DeAndre Ayton, hot or not. I remember him coming out of college and I, I, I remember the fact that he didn't live up to the hype. But it seems like these days he's uh, he's playing pretty well. So what what's the analysis on, on Ayton? Yeah, I mean, I think relative to the guys we've talked about, like he might be the coldest, but that's still like he's still playing great for the Suns in this series, and you know is going to be really important for them um, going forward as they start to. I mean, I guess we we said that they would be playing the um, the Nuggets uh, if if Denver wins. Like they're going to need Aiton to play really well against Jokic in that series. Um, so, I mean, you know, and certainly if they were to, to advance to play Utah, they're going to need him to play well against Gobert. So he's going to be really important for them for the rest of the, the series. Um, I mean, he's still pretty young. Uh, and I, I think he's, you know, he's a guy like most of that team besides Chris Paul is still pretty young. So he's a guy who is, is starting to grow into his own. And I think, you know, has an opportunity to continue to, to gain a name for himself across the NBA and, you know, a guy that, that not a lot of people probably know that much about because the Suns haven't been good and he hasn't been particularly good for them until now. Yeah, I definitely definitely echo that. I hadn't heard his name in such a long time. And then uh, just it seems like the last couple of games starting to, starting to come on a bit. And it seems like uh, over the course of the last 24 hours, it got a couple moments up and a couple moments relatively flat or a little bit down. So uh, maybe the 24-hour market. But it looks like the seven-day market is is up a little bit on him as well. All right, so take us home. Um, yeah, and, this, and I see Vikes fan asking. He doesn't have a 35 or 40K. So if we are thinking about that finals contest, um which you know which we called out i think it's uh it's definitely um you know it's definitely an interesting you know if they were to make the finals the 15k might actually start to be a bit of a bottleneck or at least yeah, if you're sure. playing game theory might start to be a bit of an opportunity to uh to differentiate at you know at something that could end up being a bit of a bottleneck yeah, sharp, uh, sharp comment from from Vikes fan there with yeah. no, noticing no thirty five or forty k, um, and I think the 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 time to get on on some of those uh, lower mint moments is is certainly now. Um, I think we're trying to dapper in general, trying to figure out what the supply situation is gonna is gonna look like as we as we ed, uh, edge towards the end of the season. Um, but but at the end of the day, I think. Um, the eight moment to to your point, if you're if you're looking to play a little bit of that finals contest, which I presume if it ends up being from Dapper, there'll be some relatively decent prizes um, yeah. that, that they'd be looking to give out there. I think that could be that could be a, a pretty unique situation. Cool. All right, um, take us home. Last one, hot or not? Um, I, I was biased on this one, and I wanted I wanted to go with Mr. Rudy Gobert, but I think uh, a little sexier. Uh, player on the same team, Don, Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, I think, you know, you could probably say that most of the Jazz have been hot. Um, it'll be interesting to see what, you know, what he does in the closeout game today and see if that, uh, you know, if if that, you know, we can track kind of his price movement, um, you know, over, he's got a lot of moments. Um, yeah, that's like the first thing of, I noticed is he has a ton of moments when I looked him up yeah. earlier. Most of them are, are you know, more down than up, but most of them kind of close. And then a couple of the, the bigger ones down, although, you know, his, uh, his base set to who lost a dollar and it's down 25%. Exactly. You start to see on at those low prices. I mean, yeah, Mitchell's just like clearly showed how important he is to the jazz missing one game. They lose, they come back and, and you know, they've been tested, but they haven't really been you know, in jeopardy of losing the last three. And, um, you know, after an unbelievable playoff series last year against the Nuggets where him and Jamal just kept, kept, you know, throwing back and forth 50 point games or 40 point games for Jamal. But, uh, you know, unbelievable playoff series last year that they didn't end up winning. Um, and, you know, now coming out with something to prove this year, um, you know, he'll be, again, he'll be another one that like clearly he's got a ton of moments. Most casual NBA fans, I'm sure have heard his name, but probably, haven't spent a ton of time watching the jazz and if they make the finals, uh, you know, he is the guy who, to your point, is a little bit sexier on that team. Gobert's fun to watch. Mike Conley's fun to watch, but, but Donovan's the one who's going to go out and get those tough buckets, hit those game, like step back three. So. Yeah. And I think keep, 
keep me honest, but like last year in the bubble, Mitchell Mitchell had a pretty pretty great playoff as well, right? Yeah, so yeah, him and Jamal Murray both were went off in that Nuggets uh, in that Nuggets Lakers. Uh, ja- Nuggets Jazz series. Oh yeah, yeah, sorry, and, Jazz, yeah, yeah, and uh, and you know the Nuggets ended up edging him out, or we probably have been talking more about Donovan Mitchell series than Jamal Murray's, but I think he had multiple fifty point games in that series, so. Yeah, and I think you know, that's a, that's something I'm always trying to think about is like some people and some players generally are just can be known as playoff players. They just rise to the occasion. They love that uh, spotlight. They they want it. They want to take that last shot. And so it seems like Donovan Mitchell, who I think is keep me honest, I think is still pretty young generally as a player. Um, yeah. You know, maybe he maybe he has a little bit of that in him, which uh, can certainly cannot hurt uh, in, in the long for the longevity of his career if that, if that becomes uh, something he's known for. Yeah. I just wanted to circle back quickly. We talked about Dame. I mean, you know, again, a lot of moments and some of the the lower price ones, um, you know, were down some, but certainly, you know, Dame seeing some movement um, for some of his moments after the big game yesterday, like those are not insubstantial increases over the last 24 hours. And, you know, yeah, somebody was calling out, yeah, a couple of his S1s were dropping um, a, a decent amount. And I, I do wonder how much of that is to your point, to people getting out of, you know, stuff when they saw a good opportunity to get out of it. But, um, you know, I think we've always wondered what is going to happen when players have big games in the playoff, like really great games in the playoff or really show out in the playoff and playoffs. And I think that, you know, we've got a couple of data points between Lord and I'll pull up Jokic real quick. Cause I think, you know, when I was looking last night, his was looked like it was starting to do something similar um, in terms of, you know, I guess, and he's had so his his did not hold so he's had more down than down than up certainly but um you know it'll be interesting to see as players have kind of really differentially great games in the playoffs what ends up happening with uh you know what ends up happening with with their moments and you know obviously like we said we're we're looking foremost to some momentum overall for top shot but uh finding some players that are going to have huge games uh and capitalizing on that is certainly a place we can locally optimize right now yeah, definitely. Awesome. Well, hey, look, look, it was it was great to break down the the first series uh, or first round series uh, and do a little do a little hot or not. Like you said, we are trying to trying to shine light on some of the guys that are having some pretty pretty big series and, and some of the people to, to look for uh, going forward. Um, what do you say? Let's. Um, so I've got a couple moments that I need to give away from Monday's show. So I think what we can do is we'll spin the wheel here, which is already loaded up. Um, with the names that we had on the YouTube comments from Monday. And the, the two moments are a Gordon Hayward 40K and an Andrew Wiggins. Um, so I'll spin those two moments and then we'll let you tee up a pack and, and I'll tee up a pack. And then um, we, had, we had a pretty pretty active chat tonight. So I've been uh, been actively adding names from the chat tonight to a wheel. So uh, Bach and I will each give a, give away a moment to uh, someone who's who's been – Dump in some comments into the chat. We'll put all these names in a wheel and we'll uh, we'll spin it and give some some names, uh, some moments away. All right. So Love let, me, it. let me share this one. Uh, so so for everyone that went and added their top shop username to our comments from the last YouTube video, we really appreciate it. Um, I was able to hunt all those down. We had 32 comments. So we'll fire off the wheel. This first one will be for the Gordon Hayward. I think I recognize a lot of the names in tonight's chat uh, that were in the chat on Monday. So good luck, everyone. And we've got Mr. Kelly HPO4. And I think he's in the chat tonight. Yeah, I saw him earlier. Yeah. Congrats, uh, Gordon Hayward. Uh, coming your way once I've been able to uh, hold the moment long enough to gift it. Um, and then we'll do one more for the Andrew Wiggins. Tea time. We had a, a lot of golf chatter in Monday's show, so appropriate that tea time takes home a moment. Um, so if you're not watching, I will. Uh, I'll, I'll, we'll get in touch. But if you uh, if we if we don't get in touch, feel free to sh- reach out to the Own the Moment NFT Twitter account. Shoot us a DM, um, and, I, and I'll get the we'll get those moments over to you guys. Um, Bach, you want to uh, you want to rip the pack? Yeah, man, let's do it. I was just getting them loaded up. Uh, people were reminding us to tell people to smash the like button. Got to do that. 
Yeah, I love that. Let me uh, shill. Uh, I always give TJ shit because he doesn't shill enough and I'm sitting in the host seat. Probably not shilling enough. Um, so yeah, where you guys can find us. Uh, if, if you're here, you likely already know, but uh, Own the Moment NFT on Twitter. Uh, give our YouTube videos uh, some likes and, and subscribe to the channel to find out when we're going to be going live. We're, we're pretty scheduled at this point. Uh, shows on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Bach is putting out some fire written articles and updates to our OTM player rankings in the discord channel. If you're, if you're not in the discord channel, uh, shoot, shoot us a DM. We, we do have a little bit of a wait list right now, trying to uh, figure out ways to um, provide some fast passes. I know there's been people waiting uh, several weeks at this point. Uh, and then, yeah, shout out Eric. Today was a big day. Uh, 20k Twitter followers. So uh, we've been trying to do as much as we possibly can to, to move that needle. Um, so so m- much appreciated, uh, everyone who's been uh, following the content. Um, we're doing our best and looking forward to any suggestions that you have. I know the Discord general comment, uh, gen- general uh, uh, server has been back and forth today. Sawyer from from top team hold um has been in there mixing it <laughs> mixing it up so uh we, we we like to see that yeah i told tj that uh take a screenshot of the 20k followers we might lose them after our stream tonight but yeah me and Bach, uh could be could be uh <laughs> responsible for dipping back below the 20k number but i think we're doing pretty good chat seems pretty lively which is is awesome and and always uh always something that uh we really appreciate yeah, Eric, yeah, this exactly. has been spicy. Definitely has been. All right, let's report. All right, back. here we go, man. Let me, let me, I, I'm pretty sure I did the share audio correctly. So you, you, can you see? All right. Uh, yeah, let me, let me add you in. Let me add you in. Yeah. I like that. I, I saw this earlier too. The playoffs are here. Reserve your playoff common pack. I, I hit reserve on mine uh, 25 minutes before the show. So if you haven't done that, it's out there. Uh, some work similar to the, uh, commons, um, co- common re- reserve packs previously. I, I, I'm not exactly sure. I probably should know this. I'm not exactly sure when those will come out, but I know uh, you can reserve them now. There it goes, June 11th. Oh, perfect, June 11th. All right. All right, let Let's me add, uh, you rip it open and let me add you. Perfect, that sounds. All right. Oh, Tomas. I didn't know he could dunk. (laughs) Looks like that's a 40K plus. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's a pretty nice dunk, though. Yeah. June. All right. Let's see. What do we got here? Oh, yes. Russ. One of my favorites, man. I, you know, I've I've been I've been on the uh, I've been on the Russell's the most underrated player in Top Shot bandwagon for a long time. Uh, his shooting thirty two percent, yeah, his shooting thirty two percent in this series didn't really help me. But all right, Let's see what do we got? Oh, oh, James Harden, perfect, nice, yeah, That's for a my almost uh, challenge, yeah. awesome. All right. Well, I guess, you know, since I'm, I'm showing the Russ is the most underrated player in Top Shot, I got to share the love. So we'll uh, we'll give the Russ away then. Wow. He's giving away the Russ? Love I've that. got a few. How do we – well, I guess we can't do it right now. How are we going to pick the, uh, the yeah, Russ? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm adding some I'm adding some names here. We got, we got all Perfect. kinds of stuff going on in the background, in the front ground, in the foreground. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I so uh, I, see, I see some others. I see Ken StockX uh, asking if he was in that previous wheel. You were in that previous wheel, Ken StockX. Don't worry. We had your name in there. Yeah, Eric. I, uh, Eric's comment, uh, someone compared Jaw to it as a younger Russ. I mean, you know, I think the thing with Russ has always been he can't shoot, and Jaw can kind of shoot um, and is still young enough that maybe he can, he can shoot in the future. So, I, you know, it's also just like – Athletic profile-wise, Jaw kind of is, is one of the few people who could be on that same uh, who could be on that same tier. Um, if Jaw can shoot, then like maybe his his upside is um, you know is, is a little higher, which is kind of crazy to think about because Russ's is uh, is you know already the NBA record holder for triple doubles. 
I also don't think we're ever going to see Ja in a scenario where he's asked to do what Russ has done, been asked to do for so long. So it's tough to see like his career kind of quite living up to that hype. But you know, again, you're talking about you're talking about a really tall tall building to climb there. So yeah. I, so what's the what's the triple double stat? He has the most. He has the now? most triple doubles in NBA history. Yeah, that's he crazy. Yeah, right. And again, that's like, insane. Obviously, some of it is because of the role he's been asked to play. I mean, you know, he's one of the NBA leaders all time in usage rate. Um, but, uh, you know, you also can't, you've had a lot of people with high usage who can't do what Russ does from a rebounding and assist perspective. So, you know, I think, um, like I said, athletic profile wise, Jaws one of the few guys who might actually be on that, uh, on that same level. But um, it'll be really interesting to see if uh, how Jaws shooting continues to evolve. Yeah, Jot, man, really, really, uh, like I said, impressed me just with like how small he looks on the court, but where he's able to get to and how he's able to score and his speed is just crazy. So, uh, yeah, someone that I didn't know a ton about, um, knew, knew his game from college and watching uh, the the Morse Madness tournament that he, yeah. he showed out in. Was that a couple of years ago, I guess, oh, at this man. point? Two years well, ago, yeah, he was a, he was a rookie ago. last year, so yeah, so two years ago, um, he, he was he was good in that, but um, yeah, he, he's someone that seemed like he's really really fun to watch, so uh, I'm looking forward to that. All right, cool. Um, I'm gonna rip. Let me see if I still have my account up here. Uh, I want to well, while I do this give give TJ give TJ a little bit of credit. Sitting in the uh, sitting in the host seat is, is certainly not the easiest. So uh, yeah, but you know, he I doesn't know I have like you crap behind or, the scenes. Yeah, he has uh, he has you behind the scenes, and you have no one. You just have me talking in your ear the whole time. So nah, it's all it's all good. It's all good. We're 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 multitasking and making it happen. So uh, it's it's been a fun show. All right, let me share. Let me make sure I share audio. Otherwise, I'll get crucified uh share audio um i want to hear i want to hear from the chat too for this one what what do we what do we want to open i've got um i've got a pre-order oh, man, got 24 of- i'm i'm not actually sure what's still in the pre-order 24 versus the the release at 30 i've always thought sort of the base sets were a little bit better but i actually don't know anymore at this point so what what chat what do we want to open <laughs> can can i rap i love ken ken stock x can i rap no I certainly cannot rap. <laughs> uh, base right. set? I, I hear base set. Which, which one? Base set 36, 34, 32, or 30? Eric, no, I'm not. I'm not pseudo strategy, strategy of, of hodling packs. I, I'm happy to open packs, but it's more fun to open packs on stream. And uh, I'm typically behind the scenes. So, you know, I'm just, 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 just uh, hodling them until I get to open them on stream with you guys. All right, I'm seeing a couple 30s, so let's do 30s. 30s. Yeah, let's do 30. All right, uh, let's do 30. Please be sound. Yeah, there you go. You hear it? Yeah, we're good. All right, this could be fun. Some of these older packs still have some of the uh, 15Ks in them. I think so, yeah, some of them do. Yeah, let's go middle. Let's go. Nice, nice, nice cereal. Michael Porter Jr. Dunk. Like it. Yeah, that's I think awesome. This is, this is a slam, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Obviously, your boy Nikola Jokic right there with the great pass. Great dish. Like that. All right, let's go number one. Never go middle. Raymond's over here telling us we were going to get something different if we'd opened them in a different order. <laughs> Never go middle, yeah. Malik Monk. I, I don't really know much about Malik Monk. Kind of a cool moment, though. Yeah, man, it's a nice, nice little, uh, nice little layup. I just, yeah, I mean, I think he's gonna have to find a different team if he's gonna ever be be a pig name. There's too many good guards, young guards in Charlotte right now. Yeah, I was gonna say, seems that way. Top shot debut though, nine of twelve thousand. It's pretty nice. Yeah, there you go. Three, three, two, six, five. Oh, oh yeah. This yes. is great. This is amazing, yeah. I like I've liked this moment from the first time I saw it. So I think that is this top shot debut too, right? I believe. Uh, it's out of forty, so I, so it wouldn't be. But I'm surprised. Maybe, maybe he has a twelve k and a forty k now. Oh yeah, you're right. It's not. He, he must have another one. Hmm. 
All right, I'll, uh, I'll get, I typically don't give away badges, but um, I'm going to keep the Michael Porter and the THT someone I always wanted. So I'll, I'll, give, I'll go with the, the Malik Monk. We'll, we'll there you go. All right, so let me uh, – I've seen some new names popping up in the chat. So wait, let me uh, – I stopped sharing my screen, but I still had the, the audio bumping in my <laughs> – Yeah, me too. Um, Sixers up nineteen. I saw someone's comment saying that the the Knicks are, are no longer. So I assume they're they're dead. Yeah, they're down twelve at the end of the third. It's gonna it's gonna be a big uh, big uphill climb it's gonna for be them. Tough. It's gonna be tough. All right, let me add a few names here. Uh, yeah, I think I got everybody that's been commenting. So <laughs> BBLL got like Coop out of the cage. That's funny. Monk was the maybe moment. Some people, maybe oh. some people getting added twice to a uh, Kramer. <laughs> I'm not sure if I added you before or not. So we're we're adding names here as we as we fly. Yeah, I see Corey calling out Monk was the moment that a group of people pumped and dumped. Uh, so you know you held on to that pack for too long, Coop. Bam. I blame Bam. TJ and Justin for always. Uh, yeah. packs to open. Raymond, All right, cool. We're gonna music helps get lower serial numbers. Well, you're gonna have to tell TJ and Justin that. <laughs> That's a good one. All right, let's share. We've pretty much added everyone. If I missed you, you can call it out and be mad at me. <laughs> uh, all right, you want this first one, Bach, for for yours? What what are we, you're you're giving away? Which one? The Russ. The Russ. Yeah, I gotta give away wow. the Russ. You you. I feel like I feel like the Russ got to go last. Malik Monk, Malik Monk's not not worthy of of going uh, of going last. So let's do Malik Monk. Is this first one? All right, do Russ is the last one. All right, winner gets the the Malik Monk. Oh, Sergeant Stogie. Sergeant Stogie's always winning giveaways. Also, I'm pretty sure I saw him up in the chat saying he has like 200 moments, but he doesn't have any rusts. Good thing we uh, we did the Malik Monk first. I'm sure he's not happy about that. <laughs> Sergeant Stogie, congrats on a Malik Monk. All right, let's do it. I feel like I need, right. some, I need some music or something for this last one. Giving away it's just rust. a 35K rust, man. Yeah, that's true. We're not we're not giving away the the OTM cosmic Russ. <laughs> Thank God. Or I guess hollow hollow Russ. He's <laughs> yeah, hollow. Uh, Justin Y. So congrats to uh, congrats to you guys on the the winners tonight. Um, Justin Y. Russ, sorry. If I don't write it down, I forget. Uh, there's been several where TJ or Justin is like, hey, did you write that down? I'm like, no, I didn't write it down. <laughs> Not doing awesome. my uh, producing jobs, I guess. You're doing great. All right. Congrats, uh, congrats, Justin. We'll get those uh, moments out when we can. Awesome. Yeah, I think we'll, we'll have to hold, obviously, for, for seven days. Um, but, yeah, Bach, uh, great show tonight. Uh, really fun always getting to – to chat with you and, and pick your brain on NBA. I feel like I'm much more equipped on what's going to happen at the end of the first round and really pumped for, for second round series. So maybe we'll have to uh, convince TJ and Justin right. to take a trip into the, into the backwoods. Before we go, Kelly's uh, Kelly had a comment above that. I think uh, we may get to spin the wheel one more time. Oh, he wants to fire it again. Yeah. He said he's already got a couple Haywards. Uh, so he was gonna gonna let let us spin the wheel, give it back to wow. someone else. Oh, all right, all right, we got it, we got it here. We'll, we'll fire, we'll fire it one more time. Shout out to Kelly HBO Four, man, what a what a guy. Let me uh, let me fire it back up. All right, can you see? Yeah. Yeah, we can see. All right, Kelly, don't win this one because that would be – Yeah, Kelly, if you win this one, I guess I could take you out, but it would be pretty funny if you win, so I'm just leaving you in. All right, this is for uh, Gordon Hayward, four out of 40K. Good luck, everybody. Eric, 
He was just Eric in the chat. So, Eric, you are the winner of a Gordon Hayward. So, shout out not to me, but to Kelly HP04 for uh, being so generous and uh, gifting back, that back to the OTM community. Pretty pretty cool stuff. Um, man, this the the community from an OTM perspective is really something that um, I'm pretty proud of, and that I think the. Uh, the team, I can I can speak for the team on, on their behalf by saying the Discord, the people that support the shows, uh, the people that come out to um, support uh, and watch the shows live. We, we really get pumped up about that, whether it's episode, I don't know, what, two or three together, Bach, or episode 40 plus for, for Justin and TJ. I know we, I know we still get pumped up. Um, so, sure. so really, really thanks for thanks for that. Bach, uh, any any final words for the people? Now go forth and watch some NBA playoffs, man. Best time of the year. Yeah, it's been fun already, and and uh, man, I'm hyped for Brooklyn and the Bucks. It's it's going to be pretty fun. Um, well, everyone, thanks thanks for hanging out with Bach and I tonight. Um, for for Bach, for myself, who's typically behind the scenes, and 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 shout out to DJ and Justin for doing this. You know, two to and three times a week for TJ. Those guys, those guys are the real MVPs. Um, so shout out to those guys as well. Um, so without further ado, uh, Bach, I will. Uh, Talk to you soon and, and, and everyone else, we will uh, catch you out there. Thanks.